This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. Mother sometimes gets help from Pingu and Pinga, and she always gives them a cuddle when they have learned a lesson. But there was also an episode where she slapped them, and it got <laughs> it got banned. <laughs> Welcome back to. Thoughts TV. Elsie <laughs> looked at me like I was supposed to to join in with that. <laughs> in the decision not to. <laughs> so, so this is uh, our first proper episode. Yes. How do you feel about that? Good. Good. And it's it is significantly less hot this time. Yeah. Um, Are you yeah. feeling confident? Yes. Is it because we're doing your idea for episode one? Yes. It's also because. You're sat in a slightly more squished-in configuration, so I can stretch my legs. <laughs> I'm the one with the longest legs. I'm giving up a lot for you. Yes, but I have. I I would imagine I have worse circulation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what are we doing this week, Meg? We're doing Pingu. And who's done all the research for this week? Elsie. Uh, and who's going to sit back and enjoy all the facts? Elsie. <laughs> No, Meg. I never, I to... never, I never claimed that I was going to enjoy the facts, Elsie. Well, you're going to. We've got a, a a real good episode for you. Lovely. Okay, so okay. um, you're about to learn some stuff about everyone's favourite claymation penguin. <laughs> Unless you have another favourite claymation penguin. Um, penguin. Mm. Isn't there a penguin in Wallace and Gromit? Oh, you're right. No, he's a better one, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, forget it. Forget it. Scrap Everyone's second favourite claymation <laughs> penguin. That is, that is, of course, if Pingu is your favourite penguin in Pingu. Of course, of course. Because yeah. then he might be your third favourite, your fourth favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Pingu was a stop-motion TV series created by Otmar Gutman and Erica Brueggemann. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's nice so, that you checked before, yeah, <laughs> before um, recording. So he was German. I think, well, they were both German, but it was a Swiss production. Okay. So it ran from 1986 to 2000, which is actually a lot earlier than I thought. Then it was revived in 2003 and it ran to 2006 and it was um, bought by the British-American company Hit Entertainment. So I don't know how much you know about Hit Entertainment. I know. <laughs> I know that it's called Hit yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> um, it's basically like the Hollywood studio of um, children's TV. So it produced... Um, as we all know, Fireman Sam, Bob the Builder, Thomas and Friends. So it's like a big deal company, but it wasn't the first one to make right, Pingu. Okay. Um, it sort of revived it for three years. So you know how Pingu has two different theme tunes?
I didn't know that, no. There's an old one and, and there's a, one. a newer one, yeah. So the newer one was um, like the early 2000s. So they, so they were like, we're going to have this TV show, but fuck the theme tune. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Right. And there's not that much different at all. Like the two or three hardcore Pingu fans <laughs> would probably consider the first four seasons of it to be the original. It's like how simpsons fans consider seasons like one to nine as being like proper simpsons and everything that came afterwards is like the same but not quite the same yeah um so that's what uh the revival of pingu is although it is basically the same just a note on um the inventor of pingu otmar gutman i think that he looks like dave from chas and dave and when I, I need to see a picture. Yeah, when I saw his face, I was like, he looks like either Chaz or Dave, but I don't know which one's which, so I then had to Google Chaz and Dave. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And that one's apparently Dave. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No. I've never, I've never known <laughs> no one which does. out of Chaz and Dave well, was my dad Chaz does. and slash or Dave. <laughs> and the studio that originally made Pingu, and this is the most European thing you've ever heard, it's called... And this is all one word. Trick Film Studios. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. So how much of it do you remember? What do you remember of Pingu? Um, I have vague memories. I don't really remember any um, specific episodes. I think what holds memory the most, purely because it's such a frequently used gif, <laughs> is the... The bit where he slap he slaps another character back into one of the eyes, the water rings. Do you remember? I don't know. I, I'm one of the holes. Yeah, of water you and the holes of water. I'm pretty sure through, he like yeah. he like flips up to it and smacks someone into it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, can't I, say I, I actually know that. could be fully making that up. I swear it's no. A but gift. if you are, it makes sense because. I mean, I asked my mum how much she remembered of Pingu when she said that it was a very violent and authoritarian yes. show. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I remember. They, the characters speak to each other like they're angry with each other, All right? The time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, she told me that she remembers the parents just always being angry with yeah. her. And there is a well. We'll talk about the banned episodes of Pingu later on. Well, to be fair to them, Pingu is a little shit. He was a brat. Yeah, he's an absolute he's a brat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really got. It wasn't a happy family. Is no. that is the vibe that I get from it? So shall we talk about um, what the typical episode of Pingu was? So I think it was like five minutes long, each episode, and they were all like very basic situations that someone might experience growing up. So there's an episode that is basically about what if your parents were trying to make you eat something you didn't want to eat or what if you had to babysit your little sister or what if you had to go to bed but you didn't want to go to bed what would happen if um the school bullies stole your ball 
what would happen if you had a nightmare. What would happen if you had a nightmare? You'd be scared. And that, well, that's what, that's what happens. He he has a nightmare, and um, and he's scared. And then, <laughs> and he, he cries. He wakes up. He goes to his mum as he, and he cries, and she sort of just holds him, and that's the end of the episode. Because they all kind of ended like really abruptly. They were very yeah. strangely structured. Nothing yeah. really happened. It was more just like a slice of life. <laughs> It's like kitchen sink drama is what it was. Getting kids ready for what might happen. <laughs> you might yeah. one day have to eat something that you don't want to eat. It was very <laughs> gritty and realistic, actually. And what is going to happen is your parents are going to shout at you. <laughs> and they all had very simplistic titles as well. So episode one, I mean, this is probably like a translation thing, but episode one on the Pingu wiki is called Pingu is introduced. <laughs> um, there's an episode, I think it's like the second ever episode where um, Pinga, the little baby sister, has not yet been hatched. And the episode is called Pingu Helps With Incubating. <laughs> um, there are some more I've got here. It'd be interesting to find the original titles because... It would it would probably be something like Pingo keeps his sister warm, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been translated so very literally. <laughs> um, and they're they've all kind of because of the like translation, they've got like different English titles. Like there's a few different ones. Okay. You know how like a restoration comedy has like this or this, and it's always like two titles with an or in the middle. Yeah. There's one called. Little Accidents or Pingu's Lavatory Story. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're not even remotely similar. (laughs) Well, I guess they kind of follow a theme. They follow a theme, but there's no mention of toilets in the first one. No, but it's called (laughs) Little Accidents, which is... I've seen that episode. I think we've all seen that episode. (laughs) I mean, we've all seen gifts. We've all lived there. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to hear a list of the characters from Pingu? Yeah. Okay, so this is coming straight from Wikipedia, right? Pingu is the main character of the show, a typically playful, curious little penguin. His name comes from the German word for penguin. Penguin. (laughs) He is stubborn (laughs) and mostly well-behaved, but prone to making mischief and throwing occasional tantrums. Why does he sound like me? (laughs) The same thing happens in every episode. He just sort of Throws a fit. Yeah. He's a little bitch. That's what I do every day. Okay. Pinga is Pingu's little sister. She resembles an emperor penguin chick, as do other baby toddler penguins throughout the show. So they're all one type of penguin, but if they're babies, they're another type of penguin. It's a bit weird. I wonder if it's just a differentiate between the ages of the penguins, because you are operating on quite a small... (laughs) Yeah, there's not a lot of detail. I mean, I always thought that Pinga and the other baby penguins looked completely dead behind the eyes. Like, they all had the same sort of black staring. Yeah. But there was something about Pinga that just looked really kind of children of the damned. Is her name derivative from any other German word, or have they just stuck an A on the end of it because Uh, it makes her a girl? Well, I think (laughs) that Pingu is derivative of the German for 
penguin, which is penguin. And then I think every other character is a derivative of Pingu. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're all like the Waluigi of Pingu. Got you. Um, mother and father are the names of Pingu and Pinga's parents. These character names that never get said yeah, at any point. Right, yeah. um, father is a postman who uses a non-smoking pipe. Father in... is a postman, isn't he? <laughs> in the early episodes, but he quits later. We never see he him quits, quitting. He quits smoking or he quits postmaning? He, he quits smoking, presumably, oh, but it's good. a non-smoking pipe. Because if he starts being a postman, he's going to be significantly less of a daddy, isn't but he? But it doesn't... Okay. We, you need to stop. Right, right now. <laughs> Is this going to make it to the final cut? No. <laughs> um, Meg has a thing for postmen, just... But um, it's a non-smoking pipe, so what's the point of him quitting? Like, he wasn't smoking in the first place, right? It's a metaphor. You put the killing thing between your lips. But you don't give it the power to do the killing. <laughs> I think, to be honest with you, if I was a penguin, I would smoke. And I would do all of the other bad things because <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to be killed by, you know, a predator yeah. <laughs> at some point yeah. rather than live to see old age. You've got to die of something. You've got to die of something. Well, the thing is, I think if you live, if you're a penguin and you, do they live in, is it the Antarctic they live in? Yeah. If you lived in the Antarctic, it's more like something's got to kill you rather yeah, than yeah, you've yeah. got to die of something. Yeah. So I think, I, I think, yeah. It's kill you know, or be killed. Or kill yourself. Yeah. Um, mother is a caring, loving, and hardworking housewife who spends most of her time cooking and cleaning. I think that is disgusting. No, not really. Uh, mother sometimes gets help from Pingu and Pinga, and she always gives them a cuddle when they have learned a lesson. But there was also an episode where she slapped them, and it got, <laughs> it got banned. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, I am sure. Um, but this... Um, Wikipedia entry suggests that it's a lot more like patriarchal than it actually is. But if if you if you know Pingu like I do, right, um, the dad spends a lot of time doing the washing and sitting in his chair knitting. Yes, he does knit, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's really cute. So there are some more minor characters. Um, that's his friends. So Robbie is a seal who is Pingu's best friend. His name resembles the German world. <laughs> resembles the German word for seal, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, his name is the German word for yeah. seal. <laughs> First appearing in the episode Pingu Goes Fishing. So uh, let's talk about our own personal history with this show. Um, the last time I watched it, before researching this show, um, I hadn't watched it for about, I want to say, 15 years or something. And I came into your bedroom with that episode loaded up on my phone and me and you and our flatmate, we laid on your bed and we we laughed we a lot. We howled with We laughter. were shaking with laughter. It's My such a funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing about Pingu is like it's so fucking funny. No, it is. It's though. wasted on children, honestly. Yeah, because I don't. I never found this funny as a child. I I think I I didn't watch it for particularly long as a child because um. I, I graduated to adult TV much more quickly than most children should graduate. Well, all children should graduate to adult TV. But I did not start finding it funny <laughs> until, you know. Until I showed you at the age of what, 21, 22? 20, 21, 22, <laughs> that it's actually really hilarious. 
And the reason I'm actually going to put in a, a sound clip here, I think. So honestly, the reason it is funny is because of the like pure genius of the guy that voices all of the Pingu characters. So he was called Carlo Bonomi, and just by pure coincidence, um, he died about a week ago. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just researching this show and I got a message from my sister saying that he died. It was crazy. This one's for you, Carlo. This one's for you, Carlo. Do you want to know some of Pingu's other friends? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes please. Pingo is a somewhat <laughs> Pingo is a somewhat foolhardy penguin. He has a long beak that is essentially flat at the bottom, but slightly rounded on the top, and has a head that is wider and taller. How can it be essentially flat? Surely it's not just actually flat. Like <laughs> you know. So you know that Vic and Bob did um, some adverts for Boost back oh, in the day, yeah, yeah. and the the catchphrase was, or the mo- what what what's it called? The tagline. Tagline, yeah. Yeah, it was um, it's slightly rippled with a flat underside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what these read as. Uh, okay, he. Often... That's what my uh, that's what my online dating profile says. <laughs> He often persuades Ping- Pingu to do wild and silly things with him. He was originally a bully in the first episode, but later on, he he along with Ping, Ping, <laughs> Ping <laughs> is no way <laughs> Pingu's other penguin friend. He also has a long beak, but a shorter head than Pingu. <laughs> Like Pingu, he was originally a bully. Ping. And now, what I think about that is that when I think about the other penguins in Pingu, my, my memory of them is that Pingu was a bit of an outsider, and they kind of bullied him quite a lot, and this turned Pingu into a little self-hating brat, like he took it out on his family. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I read this. The only good relationship he had in the show was with Robbie. They were good friends. That's a good example of like good male bonding. Um, but these other penguin characters, I remember as being bullies. Well, you kind of need to have Pingu's actual friends look physically different to Pingu <laughs> because if they look the same and also behave the same, yeah, which one yeah. is fucking Pingu? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the fact that they become friends later on, to me, it never seemed like those bullies grew up it seemed to me that pingu just got worse oh yeah no for sure he was a brat i don't i mean his pen his parents they didn't become friends because he didn't convert them into nicest he fucking joined them as a bully and you always get the idea don't you that um robbie and the pingu friends sorry the penguin friends (laughs) are like different groups like he has his two different groups of friends and they don't really mix they don't mix yeah Yeah, I, i don't even know if i've ever seen them mix no anyway it's a shame, really. It's because one of them's a horrible gang. Yeah. <laughs> gang. They're, like, they're supposed to be like seven years old or something. Yeah. You know that they're up to no good. Yeah, they're, they are up to no good. They are up to some shenanigans. Ooh, I think they're up to crimes. <laughs> 
I think they're up to felonies. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there was Pingo and Ping. Pengi is a penguin very similar to Adil? Adil? What is it? Adel Adeli penguins? I'm showing up my lack of penguin knowledge here. Penguin knowledge. <laughs> I watched March of the Marsupials when it came out in cinemas. You're referencing an awful lot of things that I have no clue about. March you're of listing the ty- you're listing types of penguins I've never heard of. <laughs> March of the Marsupials, something I've never heard You've of. You've never heard of it. I am so sorry, it's not called March of the Marsupials. I've just Googled this, it's called March of the Penguins. And penguins, are they, they're not even marsupials, are they? Yeah, that's why I was so confused. <laughs> like, I think a marsupial is like a koala, isn't it? Yeah, it's like something with a pouch. Or like... A kangaroo. A kangaroo, yeah. yeah. No, it's called March of the Penguins. Um, it was 2005, it's um, narrated by Morgan Freeman. I've never heard of it. Okay, it's it's quite good. I mean, I found it really boring. I was too young. What's this? Where have you got marsupial from? I have no idea. I googled March of the Marsupials. It gave me nothing. But in in my head, that film has always been called. So so basically, (laughs) you just had a go at me for having never heard of something that doesn't (laughs) exist. (laughs) Well, you should have been a good friend and said, Elsie, listen, before you record this, you need to know that it's March of the Penguins, because it's about penguins. Well, I didn't know that that existed either, <laughs> did I? It's quite I good. don't know an awful lot. Well, it was quite... The, the right wing really liked that film, because um, the penguin sort of life cycle is that they, a man and a woman, mate for life and have a child. And that is just how penguins operate, right? Um, and it was sort of Morgan Freeman's beautiful voice, like, glorifying this natural process so the right wing really liked that because it kind of showed nuclear families as a kind of natural um thing that is supposed to occur so so you know the right wing probably really liked pingu you know they probably got, did you know yeah. a, a woman ping <laughs> a woman <laughs> penguin and a man penguin in domestic roles yeah exactly with a little yeah. brat <laughs> and a, a boy and a younger girl and as we all know boys are older than girls <laughs> right more names pinch no p-i-n-g-j is a green penguin who appears in pingu at the wedding he speaks with an accent that seems to be typical of his breed. I have no idea what that means. So they've greened up a penguin and given it an accent. <laughs> that, you know what else? Like a penguin, that just wouldn't fly these days. <laughs> you're, you're funny. Thank you're funny. You. <laughs> I mean, that suggests that there are other green penguins in the show and they all have that accent or it's just supposed to be implied. It's weird, isn't it? When yeah, when you th- you know when you say typical of the breed, it's hard it's hard to claim that when there's only yeah. one green penguin. <laughs> okay, this, he's just eccentric. This one, this one's gonna fuck you up, and it this one really dates it. Punky, no, P E U N K I is a penguin who first appeared in the episode Pingu delivers the mail. He has a tuft on his head and wears striped trousers because he is a punk. Striped. Wow. Oh my God. Striped trousers. You know that he's going to have like a little orange tuft as well, like um, Sex Pistols. I'm actually going to Google him right now. Please do. Have a live react to this. Well, he looks like a clown. 
Yeah. That's not a punk. That, he, yeah, those are, he's wearing like, um, suspenders, like clown yeah. suspenders. And it, it, I expected his trousers to be like black and white. So I understand that black and white stripes on a black and white animal might, <laughs> <laughs> might, might be quite difficult. So what they've gone with is red and blue with yellow suspenders. And, you know, it doesn't. He doesn't look like a punk. He looks like a children's entertainer. <laughs> he does. He looks I like mean, a children's entertainer. At the end of the day, they are all, in a way, children's entertainers. Um, the last one, Pingy, is Pingy's love interest, and Pinga's best friend. So the two women in his life are his little sister and his love interest. Who I hope and are... his mum. Okay, yes, and his mum, yeah. And I hope that his love interest and his sister, who are best friends, are not the same age. Do you think it matters as much? I don't know. In the penguin world? I don't know, but listen to this. She has thick white eyelashes and a somewhat mushed beak. (laughs) She first appeared in the episode as Pingu's as Myra. So you can tell that she's a a lady penguin because of those um eyelashes i can't believe that this is uh every every episode's about five minutes long claymation about penguins for children and yet the main character still has to have a female <laughs> love interest yeah, yeah. What language does Pingu speak? Pinglish. Well done. Very good. Do you know what that language is based on? Is, am I right? You are. <laughs> oh my yeah, you are. I, I believe that I was is, joking. I think that's what Wikipedia says that he speaks. Um, hang on. It's because it rhymes with English. No, sorry. Penguinese. Right. You were so I, close. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I think... Let's establish now that Pinglish is much better than what I will be calling it from here on Pinglish, Yeah, it does. Do you want to know what language it's based on? Or what language it is, actually? Is it a European language? No, it's not. It, well, kind of, because it originated in Italy. Um, so this is a real thing, and I learned about it when I was researching this i'd never heard of it before but i had seen people do it so it's a language called grammarlot and it's a language that clowns use when they need to verbalize but they don't actually want to say words so it was dario fo um as we all know as the writer of what's it called um some play about he wrote he wrote a lot of farces didn't he some play yeah so Dario Fo kind of I don't I'm not gonna say he invented it. He's very famous for it. He's done a lot of it and he's spoken a lot about it. So it's like a famous clowning technique. Accidental death of an anarchist, I think That's is what you're right. thinking. Yes. What a the... sick name. <laughs> I know. I wish I, know. I was called Dario Fo. He died a few years ago. Anyway. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> R.I.P. Dario. So Grammarlot is so cool. So basically, it's a way of characterizing. It's like a 
you know how clowns make caricature, like commedia dell'arte kind of stock characters. Mm -hmm. And it's a way of giving them a voice um, without actually giving them any words. I'm going to show you a little bit of some some people speaking in Gramolot. Um So I'm going to show you an English lady doing it. And you can hear some some real words. So they, I think Dario Fo spoke about when he did it, it was like 5% real word you could recognize just to give an idea of what is being said or an idea of that character. And then I'm going to show you a guy who I believe is Italian. And to be honest, I don't know if it is racist um, because I don't know too much about Italian politics, but he, he does Italian grammar a lot. And then he does an impression of a Sardinian person and of a, another region of Italy. Um, and they all sound slightly different, but you can hear that he's like characterizing these different people. Um, and then he does an English one, which is really good. There are no recognizable words, but you can tell that he is doing English. It's, yeah. it's very okay. cool. I had always liked the latter day because when I married the husband of Genetonic, I've never made a court of marriage going to be raw. Because you want to be going to your own riding when I'm going to rise out raw. All right, I'm fucking silly, it's going to be raw, it's going to be raw, yeah, yeah, all right. Gramlo Russo. If you need to strush gas barnuzga, to this gurnez gabornezga, scrisks dabr, news the burnuzga, trashgas trinis dabr, rajgis darnezga, scus burnuzga is nista pernuzga. Gramlo Inglese. In our country, there is two to four more work we give you. The first is if you give you more rabbits, you won't be you yesterday because if you poor. Gramlo Americano. Oh, what guess in a gear if I suit you for that? What guess I put my wife? What guess if you forever go so for my? Guess if you for my thousand guess I would get. Gramlo Francese. Le rang de petit rang de jules le relevé, j'ai fait la rang là-dessus de piton. T'es pas le relevé de pas en relevé de tout, j'ai le rang de le titon. Fait tes pères, t'es acheté le rang de tes pères, t'es pas en rang de ce ton que titon. Gramlo sardo. Cachapet ou garajet ou cachapadez ou dar ou cachatapou, cachapatacajet ou gorodez ou do gojar ou que t'aide ou. Gramlo partenopeo. Dijette garamende à la vie marita yide. What do you think of all that? Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind while I was watching that is that, as you know, Elspeth, mm. my undergrad degree yes. was a, a joint honours degree in drama and modern languages yes. <laughs> and as i was watching it i was thinking this is what people think i did for four years <laughs> you didn't do anything of the sort no no because i i i do need people to know that i have a degree in drama mm. because that they do you know, it, no they they need to know that i have a degree in drama because it gives me the authority to say that thespian should be fucking shot yeah. <laughs> Delato goes back. I mean, you know all this. You, you, we were in A level drama together, Meg. The only, the only time that's ever going to be useful is if you go to another country and want to go see some <laughs> theatre and you don't speak Italian. So they, they do it in Italian grammar lot for you. Well, that, that is a thing that clap, that's what makes clowning accessible to, I mean, that actually takes me back to a point about Pingu. That's why it went global because anyone can watch it being fair though 
I do recognize that people can train for years and years and years at something and even if that thing is ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> that doesn't mean that they aren't good at it you know lots of people view lots of art as as ridiculous as ludicrous people go to art galleries all the time look at art and go i could have done that that doesn't mean the person who did that piece of art didn't train for years and isn't very good at what they do but also the thing about if you called it ludicrous people that train to do clowning they know it's ludicrous and that's why they do it it's supposed to be they're clowns so basically (laughs) my reaction to this is exactly what they want from me yeah well they want you to laugh anyway maybe not to say that they should be shocked (laughs) (laughs) no don't yeah don't say that (laughs) knifed shanked shanked have tomatoes thrown at them in the old-fashioned way. In the old-fashioned way. As God intended. Yeah, because they thought that tomatoes were poisonous, didn't they? Is that an, just an urban myth? I actually or... don't know. I hmm. actually, I imagine that our housemate Laura would know the answer to this. Yes. Should we, should we get her in? Laura? Laura? Come here. Laura, you know how medieval people thought that tomatoes were poisonous and that's why they threw them at bad performers? Yes. Is that true? Is that, true? Or is that an urban myth? I know it to be true. She knows it to be she true. She knows it to be true. Fabulous. That means it is true. That means it's true. Yeah. Thanks, Google. <laughs> she's a, she's a very know. clever lady. Very clever lady. You can, yeah, you can go fact check it, actually. That might be fun. Yeah. Thanks, Laura. That Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> get, the, get the fact checker in. <laughs> she's like Richard Osman. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. Here's Laura. It's oh, not it's not true. true. We'll think medieval. When did we get tomatoes? Oh, we're stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the first record... But that's why it's called Rotten Tomatoes, the website. The first were so... <laughs> but, but it's not true. <laughs> well, we should email them. The first recorded instance of this kind of thing happening was in ancient Rome. It was turnips, which sounds really painful. Okay, ow, yeah. yeah. Even if they're rotten, ow. Yeah. Um, and then in the UK, it had to be something more readily available. So it was rotten eggs. But less painful. Stanky. Yeah. Stanky. And then the it was happening apparently in the Aztec kingdom with tomatoes, because that's where they're from. But that didn't come over until much, much What later. are you talking about? Yeah. Tomatoes are from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no, then... tomatoes from the UK. I saw it in BBC's Merlin. <laughs> and then there was a famous instance in Spain where it kind of became a... Oh, okay. This is what it's like living with her. It's just great. It's great. <laughs> you ask a question, you get a thorough Yeah, answer. it's true. Thank you, Laura. Yep. Well, the reason I brought it up is because in series one, Merlin's in the stocks and they're throwing tomatoes at him. And there was like this whole sort of behind the scenes trivia kind of thing that I don't think was true, but fans really bought into it, which was that Colin Morgan was allergic to tomatoes. So they had to develop um special fake tomatoes that would explode on impact that weren't actually tomatoes i think it's complete bullshit i think they were just i think someone made it up you would just paint a clementine red (laughs) (laughs) ow no it doesn't explode the same i don't think Mm. it would have to be proper rotten yeah i mean it would be green yeah it would yeah that's tomatoes, everyone. Cool. <laughs> and that concludes the tomato section of the podcast. I'm interrupting this episode right now just to let you know that um, it was recorded in two different 
uh, sittings. Um, they were quite far apart from each other. And here is me and Meg to uh, talk about that right now. So last time we were talking, Meg, we were talking about, uh, well, not the last time we were talking, we lived together, but uh, last time we were recording, we were talking about Chas and Dave, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's happened since then? I've gone into a Chas and Dave phase, so yeah. since we last recorded, I now can tell Chas from Dave. And we've learned some shameful little secrets about each other. We both prefer the Pussycat Dolls um, version oh, of The Tide, the is, tide high. is High. We think it's better. It is better. It is better because yeah. we're... Every time that you get the feeling is not in... Yeah, and we're know. 90s kids, so... Uh, barely, just... But well, we are. It's not a lie to say that we're 90s kids, Elsie. Well, how much of it do you remember? Oh, I was born March 99. Yes, I know. <laughs> so what else has happened since our last recording? Well, Angela Lansbury's died. Right. A lot has happened. So Gorbachev has died. Gorbachev has died. The Queen has died. Which obviously put Elsie out because um, the state funeral happened to be her birthday and oh, everything it was got cancelled. Fucking pain in the ass. She did it on purpose. I've always said she's a very selfish lady. <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was a very so, selfish lady. Yeah. Um, it's not so much these days. <laughs> um. So when you're listening to this, you'll be like, you can work out like if the audio quality is bad you'll be like they recorded this um post queen death and if it's if it's all right you'll be like oh they recorded this when boris johnson was still prime minister yeah so now the second half we're recording our second part we're recording post boris johnson post liz truss into yeah. rishi sunak his first pmqs was yesterday a lot has happened a lot has happened did you mention that gorbachev died yeah. Good, because we're going to mention him later on in the episode. <laughs> Believe it or not, Gorbachev gets a mention. Gets a mention. <laughs> yeah. So there's a wonderful article in Slate by Dana Stevens, and it's called <laughs> it's called March of the Pingu. That's a right, throwback okay. for you. <laughs> this is going to test our friendship. <laughs> um, when will America embrace the most popular penguin in the world? Because it's not so big in America. It's massive in Japan. In fact, Japan has a spin-off called Pingu in the City, which I'm, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't really know anything about it, to be honest. It's like a, a newer thing. Um, but Japan, as you would expect, absolutely loves Pingu. Right. Um, America, not so much. And this writer's so funny. She said, um, the mischievous Placidine bird quickly became one of those phenomena, like Nutella or the ban on the death penalty, that everyone in the world seemed to get but us Yanks. <laughs> so she loves it and she's talking about how she loves it when her, when her kids are watching it and she thinks that um, America should embrace it. And she talks about um, the European-style openness about bodily functions. When newborn Pinga has her first poop and Pingu is asked to clean it up, it's played not as a scatological joke, but as a tender sibling moment. And then, of course, there is that famous gif of him just pissing on the floor, which I think is absolutely hilarious, but apparently if you're European, that's just, like, normal. No, it's normal to see that on telly. Not it's what, normal to piss it's, on the it's floor. what she is implying, yeah. And we've spoken a little bit about um, the way that Pingu and the vibe of it is quite bleak, yeah. about how it's kind of um, 
no one's happy. <laughs> um, and this is quite a long quote. I'm going to read it anyway, because um, I think that it sort of sums up the way that that is, that that's put into the show visually. Um, they've nicely preserved the matte plasticine surfaces and nicely rounded shapes. After years of CGI animation, there's something satisfying about seeing characters with actual volume, not to mention the austere simplicity of the sets. In our IKEA era, the Pingu's family igloo looks like the height of Scandinavian design. Oh, little round ice houses. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't think of it as like beautifully simplistic. I thought of it as being like really cold and bare. What, like when I think of Pingu, I kind of think of like I don't know. It doesn't fill me with warmth. Yeah, but I mean, you look at that igloo and you think, God, they must have some storage. They like <laughs> they must have some money. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that article the other day about the Canadian pigs building pigloos? Yes, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, they're so cute. I want to talk about some individual episodes, um, like the sort of standout ones amongst quote-unquote fans. And, I mean, I found this while I was looking into, while I was doing my research, and I think we will find this throughout the podcast as well, is when you look into anything like this, you realise that there are people who are much a much bigger fan than you are. Or, or anyone, you know, this is their niche. This is what they have. Yes. Yeah, they are the people that contribute to the wiki page. Yeah, you know, no, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 this Wikipedia page exists for a reason, the and it's not us. of society <laughs> <laughs> for us to scrounge off. People of. with hyperfixations on <laughs> Pingu TV exactly. show. Okay, so she's talking here about the um, Hit Entertainment reboot. And she's comparing it to older episodes. Not to sound like a vintage Pingu purist myself, but there's nothing in the post-2004 <laughs> that approaches the mystery of Pingu the Icicle Musician, an early episode in which Pingu gets lost during a game of hide-and-seek and winds up in an ice cave, playing the suspended crystals like chimes. Aww. I know, I've seen it. I, I watched it. It's actually very, very beautiful to look at. It is really gorgeous. And there's no like real reason for it to exist, but like in that three by four aspect ratio and the graininess of it and the plasticineness of it, the way they've made the ice look like ice is really, really cute. Um, okay, back to this. <laughs> and don't miss the honoric. Ooh, another another word. O n e i r i c. Strangeness of Pingu dreams. I uh, wish people <laughs> would use words that we know. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only a silly girl. <laughs> In which our black and white hero is carried over the ice flows on a walking bed before coming face to face with a gigantic and terrifying leopard seal. If I'd seen this episode as a child, it might have scared the pants off me, but its magical mood would have stuck with me for the rest of my life. Okay, have you seen the nightmare episode of Pingu? No. that she's referring to. I am going to show it to you. I too, if I had seen this as a child, it probably would have made me cry. 
Okay. Um, we're going to watch it in whole. Have you got five minutes to spare? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just let me know what it's called. The thing is, as a child, you said that this would make you cry. As it was child, one of those really spooky kids' child, TV things. I, I was scared of E.T., to, to yeah. the extent that I've still not seen it to this day. Yeah. And the baby and the son on the Teletubbies also scared me. Mm. So I think I was quite easily spooked as a child. So it's like, if you, yeah. you know, this looks, if you say it's genuinely scary, then I might well, not be here. I really after this. enjoyed, like, like certain things that were on kids' TV that were actually a little bit too scary for children, I really, really loved. I had, like, a fascination with them. I would watch all the scariest episodes of. There were some, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but there were some fucking spooky episodes of the Teletubbies. And oh, I, yeah, so it was horrible TV show. Yeah, I, lo- I loved it, though. I loved it. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to watch this. We're going to enjoy it. What are your first reactions? His head comes up like Sassy the Sasquatch. From from um from like the I think it's it's from Big Les right I think maybe yeah the, let me show you a picture okay do you not oh, do you not think he just looks tough uh, I mean we should explain what the big head is so in the, the episode <laughs> Pingu the big head Pingu goes to sleep and then the some surreal shit starts happening it's it's so like a Dali painting well. It's quite rudimentary for what it is. I mean, ultimately, his bed walks around, and then and his igloo jumps up and down and flies away like a spaceship. And then, and then his, then this big seal appears, and he catches Pingu with the igloo like it's a cloche, and lifts up the igloo cloche and <laughs> pokes Pingu and has a laugh about it. I mean, I think the seal is it's hilarious. So the seal funny. has got human teeth yeah it's got very a very human laugh well yeah because a human is voicing it yeah that'll be it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's horrifying i mean it's not it's absolutely hilarious but if i if i'd seen that as a kid i mean it is so uncanny and so bizarre like it would freak you out you'd be like what is going on it's like a fever dream yeah it's like an acid trip (laughs) it's awful (laughs) no i enjoyed it (laughs) I have been on the Reddit. Oh, oh not again, yeah. else. So listen to this. So it's <laughs> this is r slash Pingu. It's the Pingu Reddit yeah. thread. Uh, yeah, I yeah. understand how. I, yeah, okay. Now I know you do. Yep. So this, speaking of how it feels kind of unusual and it ends very abruptly, every episode ends weirdly. I mean, especially with that last one, he wakes up, he cries, and his mum holds him. Yeah. That's it. Um So this is called Pingu is Pretty Darned Depressing. And this is what they've written. Oh, um, sorry, the poster is called Furry Philosopher. So, you know, take what they have to say with... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I, I got you. <laughs> sure. Maybe it's just me, but so many episodes have these odd little flares of too much realism for penguins. I said this, didn't I? That it's a gritty realism kitchen sink drama. There's the episode where he pulls a tablecloth off a table and causes a ruckus and runs away. You can feel the anger and hurt and fear in the characters in that scene. Pingu running up to his mum in tears, only for her to be all, no, Pingu, bad, get away, and he runs off in tears into the night. It even extends beyond big events into small little touches. There's an episode where Pingu and Pinga won't go to bed and they keep their mum up all night demanding teddies and milk and fish. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find her asleep with an empty wine bottle and half a filled glass of wine spilled on the floor. Wine? Pingu's mum fell asleep drunk? It's just such a sad image. There's obviously loads more, but yeah. Pingu is sad, and I think that they're right. Can you imagine thinking it's sad that a, a mum might want to have half a glass of wine of an evening after her two young children have stayed up causing problems on purpose? <laughs> like, I don't think that's sad. I think that's absolutely reasonable. So someone's commented, Pingu is a little shit. He drives his parents mad. He deserves everything he gets. What does he get, though? Well, he gets a slap in some episodes. Let's talk about the band episodes, actually. So this is from uh, the wiki page censorship of Pingu. So the title of one episode is called Pingu Runs Away. This episode was placed under unofficial ban from broadcast or video distribution due to Pingu's mother spanking Pingu and Pingu running away from his house. So there's that. Um, there's Little Accidents or Pingu's Lavatory Story, the restoration comedy. Is it Bankers of Pooh? Uh, it's weird, actually. Isn't uh, it? it is banned due to toilet humour, except in the UK and Canada, because we really like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then Pingu's Dream, that was banned for being terrifying. Um, where was that banned? Imagine banning an episode of Pingu because, oh, what, the seal li little bit too big. <laughs> <laughs> human teeth. <laughs> I liked it. So that was removed from British television in 2003. The United States also removed it from um, distribution. I can't say I get that one. I liked that episode. At the big age of 23, you can handle that kind of stuff. I'd, I'm not sure. You know, it, it wasn't quite the baby's face in the sun in the Teletubbies <laughs> scary, was it? Because he laughed. I mean, I guess the baby does laugh as well, actually, so never mind. Maybe I would have found it scary. So in the episode Jealousy, the shot where Pingu pretends to be sick was once cut in the USA because some viewers found it to be inappropriate. I pretend to be sick all the time. Yeah, and you're banned in the USA, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Pingu looks after the egg, or Pingu helps with incubating. So, um, the scene Is that where... banned because it shows feminism? <laughs> <laughs> On the BBC VHS of this episode, the scene where Pingu is stuffed inside the cupboard... <laughs> worried... well-known scene. Worried about how his parents will respond to what happened was removed completely, likely due to it unintentionally mirroring a self-harm attempt. Okay. Okay, got it. Yeah. 
understood. I mean, we're basically sat in a cupboard right now. But I'm not. I'm not hiding in a cupboard because I'm scared of my mum and dad. <laughs> so the best band episode is, and this this is insane to me. In the episode Pingu's Admirer, where, where um, Pingu's Admirer was first introduced, you know the lady friend we were on about earlier. Yeah. Um, in Pingu's that, slag. Pingu's Pingu side bitch. Yeah. Well, his main bitch. His main really, bitch, yeah. yeah. Pingu's main bitch. Or or chick is that is that a bird, oh. bird <laughs> Thank you. More than more than I deserve. She's snappy. <laughs> she's quick. She's, she's very quick. quick. She's very quick. She's a card. <laughs> she's, a card. <laughs> she's a rake. <laughs> she's a rake. <laughs> um, yes. So this this uh, episode features a signpost. In original edits of this show, um, that signpost had two signs, and one said. I don't think in English, but it said Glasnost and Perestroika. Those were the two locations. Now, do you know what that means? No. I'll tell you why. It's because you took geography at GCSE instead of history, which is fine. Well, I took geography (laughs) and I don't know where these places are. No, they're not places. That's the thing. They're words. Um, and they were being used as places because, like, basically at the end of the episode, it's front and center. This signpost it it features heavily in the episode. They become boyfriend and girlfriend, and then they go their separate ways home. That's what happens. And the words that they put on it must have been—I don't know if it was like a Russian uh, version of the show or whatever—but they were Glasnost and Perestroika are two policies introduced by Gorbachev, right? And they are which policy do you live in <laughs> well they they are generally um thought of as being the two two of the main reasons that the USSR fell apart <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a kids tv show it's insane it's so weird so i don't know which one's which i i think that perestroika is no, I don't know which one's which. I'm not going to make a guess. But one of them meant that businesses were allowed to expand. You could hire more people. Um, so, you know, that's not really what communism is at its core. So that there's that. Um, the other one is a more transparent government. So, like, lots of things were released that citizens previously didn't know about. So... People Whoops. started, yeah. People started knowing about things, and capitalism started to grow. And then Gorbachev, um, kind of, I don't know if he, I, I mean, this isn't a history podcast. I don't know if he broke up the USSR, but that's what people say. And then well, it got. Now, so. It's like imagine if one of, if an English animation had a signpost in it, and one bit said the bedroom tax. Another bit said GDPR. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bizarre. These are things that are causing the fall of the Tory government. (laughs) So I'm looking at my my show notes on my phone for this episode. And after all the Pingu stuff, I've just written She Bot by Cindy Lauper. And I think I must have been writing a note for something else in the wrong section because Pingu has nothing to do with She Bot. I don't like Cindy Lauper either. I find her very, very. I find all of her songs very irritating. Oh dear. Yeah. I quite and that, like I think her. that's quite a lot coming from someone who only listens to bops. 
I just can't get on board with Cindy Lauper. Well, how do you think about Shebop? What do you think about that? I don't really like it because I don't really like I, Cindy Lauper. I quite Lauper. like that song. I don't know why I wrote it. Sometimes you, you wrote Shebop. <laughs> didn't you know? No, I didn't. Uh, that's how do you think I made all my money, Meg? <laughs> Wow. It's funny because it's not true. <laughs> so, um, David Hasselhoff. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> what do you know about David Hasselhoff? He's in the music video for 50 Ways to Say Goodbye by Train. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, he is. Okay, so as someone who uh, was born in the very late 90s, I missed the Hasselhoff hype, but I did get lots of school lessons on the fall of the Berlin Wall. So I associate David Hasselhoff with the the fall of the Berlin Wall. Okay, well, you can educate me here if you want, because I stopped history at year nine. Yeah. I've never learned about the fall of the Berlin Wall. No, you know that he performed there, though. No, I didn't. Oh, he did. Yeah, there was a big concert and he performed. I know there was a big concert and I know because I've watched the (laughs) 1989 (laughs) Top of the <laughs> he was big in I've Germany. Watched, I, listeners, I've li- I've watched all of top of the, the top pops. of the pops from 1989 because that is what was airing during the first lockdown. And now I'm very very <laughs> educated on <laughs> the London was, boys. Yeah, what was popular <laughs> on the radio Texas. in the UK <laughs> in 1989? And I think it was Texas were there as well, weren't they? It was maybe. The, yeah, maybe. I remember the lead singer. I think giving an interview about how. She remembers that night because she was she. They gave a concert and okay. left, and the Berlin Wall was being yeah. I that do, do not quote, quote me on that, but that sounds believable. All I know about the fall of the Berlin. I Wall. I mean, you know why? As a twenty-three-year-old, I I recognise that that is appalling. You know why it was erected and why it came down, though. Um, You've seen Goodbye Lenin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But that—that that is the extent of my education <laughs> on the subject. Honestly, listener, if you don't know anything about the divide um, between East and West Germany and why it happened and the impact and the fallout and everything since, just watch Goodbye Lenin. It's super entertaining and teaches you all you need to know. It's just a fucking brilliant film. Okay, so back to Hasselhoff. Back to Hasselhoff. He. <laughs> I told you that it had two different theme tunes, didn't I? Yes. So there was the first one for the first four seasons, and then the reboot one, which you probably have heard, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Most of the ones that are on YouTube have that one. It was sampled from the Pingu rap, which is a rap by David Hasselhoff. We're going to listen to it now. Pingu. Okay, everybody, this is the Pingu Prance. I want everybody up to do the Pingu Dance. My name is Pingu, come on, dance to the beat. It's easy if you try, just watch my feet. Let's all be happy and have some fun. Let's count to ten and start with one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's go to eleven. Stomp your feet and turn around. Reach for the sky, now touch the ground. Pingu. 
about that. Well, if that's a wrap, <laughs> then by the same metric, everybody's free to wear sunscreen is also a wrap. It's not a wrap. Oh, that's interesting. It's not a wrap. That is David Hasselhoff talking to some music with Pingu Newton in the background. Like, it's let's let's just be honest about what that was. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, as you said, he cannot rap. He wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> Elsie, that was never supposed to happen. <laughs> and um, somewhere online, I'm going to put the album cover for that because, or whatever picture I just saw on YouTube, because it's like peak David Hasselhoff. Oh yeah, um, That's like David lounging Hasselhoff. around with Pingu, yeah. lounging around in like a red coat, looking quite attractive. And yeah, it's that raincoat yeah. thing he's got There's, going on. Yeah. Um, a fucking penguin. penguin that's not even real in front of him. It's amazing. It's so good. It also makes me question like the scale of that show because penguins are yeah. penguins are smaller than that. Penguins are not very big at all. Yeah, and I I I, I would be I, I would guess that the, whatever sort of penguin Pingu is supposed to be is probably like about a foot tall. But yeah. he looks quite big. Yeah. So, so what Next we go? We go what we go? Does, yeah. what, did they make him big to to make it look more realistic? Despite the that fact they might be friends, it's quite literally an animated penguin sitting in front of a real man. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you forget that David Hasselhoff is a real man. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a he's well, a person. They should have drawn Hasselhoff as well. They should yeah. have sculpted Hasselhoff as well. No, like, I feel like that would have been worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone, everyone deserves a little claymation figure of themselves <laughs> once in a while. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to tell the listeners that you have one of those? Oh, I, I think I binned it. I don't think I Aww. actually have it anymore. But did you but, not worry that something awful would happen to you when you binned it? No, like a voodoo thing. But no. I, I did make last year. I did make a little clay version of myself, and I animated it. And sent it out as a cover letter to jobs because that is how bad the job market is. You need to think outside the box. However, now. it's worked. I have a job. Yeah, so not not that job, but a job. I the job I currently have now. That is the cover letter that I sent out to it. <gasps> really? Yes. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I told you no. that. No. Yes. I see. So you've been reusing it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have Mate. to. <laughs> Mate, do you have any idea how long it took me to fucking do that? Yeah. I should have just written a cover letter. I watched you do most of it. I know. I watched you cry. It is. <laughs> I, 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 when I did that, bear in mind this clip is like maybe two minutes long maximum. Hard to do, Claymation. Yeah, I I got... I, I, I developed so much respect for people who do who actually do it professionally because I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was. And yet yeah, it, was good. it is fucking difficult. Like I yeah. realized that I was going to have to animate a mouth. <laughs> and so I gave her a mask because it was peak covid. Excellent. Excellent work yeah. around because I it's brilliant. It is fucking difficult and I have so much respect for them. Are you familiar with the website Common Sense Media? No. It is where parents go to review media so other parents can uh, see if it, if they want their kids right. to watch it. Um, so there's like, if you have an account and you're an adult, your um, reviews will be under 
adult and but kids can leave reviews as well so you can see what kids think of something and i've been spending a lot of time on this uh website recently um looking at the various kids reviews and parents reviews um of bits of media from my past we are going to read some bad pingu reviews um to some sad music because someone worked really hard on that his name is otmar gutman <laughs> his name was no 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 it was the the voice guy that died what do you listen yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a lot of information all at once so cue the sad music This is from Yia It Kokkachi, one star. Pingu, it isn't good. Pingu is very funny, but it is not educational. It doesn't teach much lesson, and Pingu is always getting in trouble. In one episode, a giant walrus eats Pingu's bed and chokes Pingu. In another, Pingu's mum spanks him and he runs away. This show isn't very educational, and there are some controversial episodes. Plus, it just speaks gibberish. No real English. Don't bother. Flowers for you. Three stars. Pointless, playful preschool programme. My little sister watches this. I've got no idea why, as I reviewed it and this is rather uneducated television, as opposed to her rather intellectual media. This programming has no plot and is aimed at young children. Reasons unknown. The characters speak gibberish and you can't tell what their names are without research. If the show seems appropriate, I'll give it that. I'd let kids watch it. Seems entertaining and harmless. 54 together. Two stars. Not a good choice. This Swiss cartoon is not one of the best choice for preschoolers. The characters speak in a jibber-jabber language that kids may imitate. It sounds a bit like they're swearing sometimes. Pingu and Robbie are poor role models. There are some scenes that may scare younger children, like the episode with the walrus. And on one episode, we actually see Pingu weeing. Not a good choice. Sad face. Ollie foodies. Two stars. Poor for language. Okay show. No talking. Just jibber-jabber. But my son started talking like that. Off. So those were the reviews. Um, So this is from Recess Gym Class 2. This is another one I want to add. Um, Three stars. Same scenario as Fireman Sam. If you want to see my reviews on Pingu, go read my review on Fireman Sam on my old account. So being the person that I am, I I did try and find his old account or or her old account. Um, the, their old their account. Old, yeah, sorry. Yes. My only clue is that it's called Recess Gym Class 2. So I searched Recess for Gym Class. Recess Gym Class. Um, this person actually cares enough um, to make not one account on Common Sense Media, but two. Two. Um, And absolutely useless. I 
I couldn't actually search for a specific account without setting up my own account. So I didn't bother, right? I would have bothered, but for some reason you need to pay for this website. I'm not doing that. I think the way that they've left a review to refuse to leave a review yeah because the review that they would leave that they are leaving would is the same as a review that they have already left i think that speaks volumes and it's, <laughs> it's not even like it's not even good or bad it's three stars it's like i thought pingu was okay go have a look at my review of fireman sam which i thought was okay nobody nobody <laughs> wants to read okay reviews you either want to review rev- you either want to read a good review yeah. or you want to read a bad review a no scathing one wa- review. no one wants to read a review that says this is okay can you imagine if you'd found that account honestly the worst review i have ever read ever goes like this if you want to see my thoughts on pingu go and read my review on fireman sam on my old account that is the worst review it is a bad review it's terrible isn't it? yeah just be a professional Write your fucking review, mate. Try harder. Be better. <laughs> Don't be like Recess Gym Class 2. Three stars. <laughs> well, dear listener, I think that we have said everything that needs to be said about Pingu. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a little gurgle in my throat. Did you hear I that? I did. I heard it right in my ears, yeah? Right in your ears. So why... <laughs> Why are you laughing? I think we've exhausted the topic of Pingu now. I just think I just think it's ludicrous. Should we go watch some sometime I, today? Yeah, I might do a wee first. If that's yeah, okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to watch some more now. It's just so funny. That's what else is going to spend the rest of the day doing. <laughs> it's not. I've got. I've she's actually... got a day off from work, so she's going to watch <laughs> Pingu. We are going to carry on with the European imports um, with our show next week. What are we doing, Meg? Lazy town, yeah. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm well excited. <laughs> I know it's lazy town because it's what you wanted to start with, isn't it? Yes, you said no. You said pingu. I said pingu. Yeah. And aren't aren't we glad that we did? Newt, newt. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Thoughts TV. I think. I think we're called Thoughts TV. It's at Thoughts underscore underscore TV. Oh, that's right. It's two underscores, yeah. And on Instagram, it's Thoughts TV, but the O was replaced with a zero because everything else had been taken. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. And if you are listening on a site where you can rate and subscribe, then... They don't let you do less than a five star these days. They actually don't let you do it. It's going to... It's going to be difficult to do that, so it's just easier to do at five. Yeah, if you would, that, mm-hmm. but seriously, that that would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can email us if you have comments, questions, complaints, cease and desist letters. We are <laughs> threats. <laughs> We're at tots. No. <laughs> We're at thoughts TV two thousand and two. Not when we were born. We're older than that. Yeah, thoughtstv2002 at gmail.com. That is us. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Whatever's most convenient to you, we're not here to judge. Yeah. And for uh, the price of a cup of coffee, you can buy both Meg and I half a cup of coffee each. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we currently have... We don't have any uh, means yet for you to financially support us, but when we do, 
Anyway, uh, I've stopped drinking coffee, so for the price of a yeah. cup of coffee, you can buy Elsie a coffee and me nothing. And honestly, I'll probably get uh, press ganged into giving it to Wikipedia anyway. So. <laughs> 